Hi, this is Allison Task, and I want to welcome you back to another bonus episode of the Personal Revolution podcast. Now, I must say, today is a different kind of episode. We're going to be talking about processing tragic loss based on a loss I had, I experienced last month, an extremely painful loss. So forgive me, today I am in a, a somber mood, a melancholy mood, and I have really been resisting recording this podcast because I've been mourning pretty deeply over the last few weeks. So my dog was killed about a month ago. Um, I have been a dog owner of three dogs. My first one lived my entire childhood from third grade till college. My second one I adopted when I was in my late 20s and finally laid her to rest in my 40s. I have dogs for a long time. I have lifelong dogs that see me through decades of experience, and I bond really closely with them. We adopted a dog in early February of 2020, way before the pandemic hit. And as you can imagine, with the pandemic, we became very close with this dog. We were in close quarters, and I kept saying, this was not the right time to adopt a dog, right? We had three kids at home, lots of responsibilities, lots going on. Um, and yet she was our responsibility. We had adopted her and we had worked to train her and she was turning into an amazing dog, a really spirited dog. She was a little chai weenie, little 10 pound dog, not my typical type of dog. I'm more of a big dog gal, but boy, was she a big dog spirit in a small package. We did our best to socialize her. So she loved all people. She loved all dogs. She never met a great Dane she didn't like. She could go to the dog run and play with any dog. She was a, an athlete, a runner, funny, and well-loved. She was also, I have a special needs child, and she was that child's emotional support dog. She was allowed to come to virtual school with him and sit on his lap because it helped him calm down um, and better understand the lesson. She moved with us to our new location. And believe me, finding a house, an apartment that will accept a dog is no mean feat, so we were able to get her paperwork for the fact that she was an emotional support dog so that she could come with us in this move. And one week after we moved, she was killed. Um, there was a driver speeding in front of our house. My husband had dropped the leash for a moment, not anticipating, of course, this tragedy. And she went into the street. I was in the back of the house moving a table and I heard a screech and a smack, right? The horrible smack of impact. And I immediately said, Cleo, and I ran to the front yard and saw this little bundle under the car and just dropped to my knees. The man got out. He was like, you said something about a dog. And I just sobbed. My husband came to the front and dealt with what was happening. The man kept explaining what happened, explaining. And I said, please just stop. I just don't want to hear. I just don't want to hear any words right now. Um, luckily, um, a former police officer lives across the street and he came out of his house and managed the situation, got me the quiet I was looking for. Police officers came, animal control came, and my children had just gone inside to watch their 30 minutes of television. So they thankfully were spared from the whole scene. Um, they were on their little computers having their screen time. It's an extraordinary loss on so many levels, and I'm going to talk today about the loss and about how we're finding comfort and how we're regrouping now. My husband's job was dissolved in August. We sold our house. We moved. The children's been out of school since March. School hasn't restarted in an actual way. We have not seen cousins, relatives, friends. We have not gone inside a friend's house. We have not had a friend inside our house. 
We are isolated and separated because we are following the rules of COVID to stay healthy. We've made those choices. This dog was so much for us. It was love. It was joy. The children fought every night over whose bed she would sleep in. My husband and I took turns walking her and training her. She was beloved at a time where we were isolated, right? My children, other than the people in their lives, have never had an animal other than a fish who they could cuddle and snuggle with. And you can't cuddle and snuggle a fish. But she was more than a dog. She wasn't a person, but she was just this living being, right? This other species that we were able to connect with and communicate with and train and laugh with and play with. There was so much life there. There was so much love there. I didn't know the affection that my children were filled with. Sometimes kids can torture dogs or be cruel or indifferent to dogs. My kids are are very loving, cuddly, happy kids. And this dog opened them up to a new dimension of how they were able to love. So interestingly, at this moment of Cleo's death, a friend <laughs> was coming by the house to drop off some cookies to welcome us into our new house. As she was walking up, she saw I was beside myself and she just hugged me and I sobbed and hugged her back and thanked her. And then I went back to the back of my house and just sat on a step while my husband was managing the situation. And I just said, I don't know how I'm going to tell the kids, right? There's just been so much loss. There's been too much loss. I, I can't tell them this. And she sat with me and just rubbed my back. And she's like, I'm going to Google how you're going to do this. And she Googled it. And I just kind of stared off into space. And she said, you know, 10 tips for telling your children about dog loss. And she said, you're going to be honest. You're going to be direct. And then I asked her if she would take away some of the more painful things that were around the house, like her crate, her dog bed, some of her favorite toys, just maybe remove some of the more obvious things, keeping some things around that, that we could hold, but not not having that direct pain, you know, that that lemon juice in in the cut. I wanted to remove all those things. So after, you know, the dog was was taken away and the blood was washed off the street, we gathered the children around and uh, told them what happened. And I was crying. My husband was crying. My children were numb slash crying. And I said, we are going to celebrate her. We are going to remember her. I am so sorry. And my one son said, can I please watch screen again? Because I don't want to have to think about this. I totally understood it. I wish I didn't have to think about it too. So they all said, please, can we go back to screen? We don't want to think about this. I said, okay. So I gave them another half an hour on their screens. And then it was off and it was over. And so for the next few weeks, I've been thinking about her all the time, right? You feel the person, you feel the, you feel the, the loss, right? She used to cuddle up in my legs when she slept. I could feel her not there. It's a rainy day. I know she hates being walked on rainy days. I could feel that experience. The kids, you know, found the leash. We have a little lake house. We walked in and the dog bowl and the dog water bowl, the food bowl and the water bowl were still down there. You know, you open the cupboard and you can smell the dog food smell because we had left the dog food there. So all of these things just keep coming back and just reopen that pain. There's also for me the guilt, right? The guilt, what did I do? It was my job to protect this little creature. I took my eyes off the dog 
and this happened, right? It was my job. It was my responsibility. I was the dog owner. If she's in the street, that's my doing, right? My and my husband's responsibility. So I was feeling horrible guilt for doing this. And one thing that I had to really take care of was I was future tripping, right? I was thinking this was the childhood dog. This was the dog we got before the pandemic and we loved this dog and she helped us through the pandemic. And then there'll be an after pandemic, right? There'll be 10 years of this dog in our life and isn't it gonna be great? So I was mourning the loss of what was to come. I checked myself because I knew children don't future trip like that, right? They're in the present. I was mourning the future that we wouldn't have with the dog deeply. They didn't mourn that way. So they were mourning the present loss, not the future loss. I also observed that I went online immediately onto PetFinder and were looking for dogs just like her, of which there are plenty. There are plenty of dogs that look just like her, the dog we've lost. Um, I wanted her back. I didn't want a new dog. I don't want to adopt a new dog now, but I just wanted her back so much that I was fantasizing with these other dogs of what could be, like what could we reclaim? I have not adopted a dog and we'll, we'll wait to do that. We'll wait to do that. Something else I was told that really helped me, myself and the children, is my my daughter had written all of our family names on a whiteboard. She had written mom, dad, Abe, Zev, Clem, and Cleo. Cleo is the dog's name. And I watched her go up to the whiteboard and just erase Cleo. And I'm not, you know, judging. I was just observing. And I I didn't I didn't want Cleo to be erased for them from their experience. So a therapist told me to say, hey, she's still our family member. Just because she's not a living part of our family doesn't mean that she's not a part of our family. She's just not with us. Like you would say about an aunt or an uncle or a grandparent or someone who is deceased. They're still in your family. We still remember them. We still have pictures of them. And that seemed to help them. And it certainly helped me. And so I've been guiding my children and myself through the morning over the last few weeks. And we've been talking a lot about when you dream about her or you think about her, she's visiting you, right? That's a visit. My one son takes this um, fuzzy little cushion that she used to sit on and he puts it on her lap and he rubs it and pretends it's her. Great. I'm preparing for a memorial. We're going to have a memorial this weekend at our Pennsylvania house that she loved um, and I'm planning to paint a big rock with her name, a big rock in our backyard with her name and have a ceremony there. She has been cremated. So we have her ashes and I'm going to give everybody some ashes to put where they'd like to. I've let the children each choose a piece of jewelry. They've chosen little urns with her name on it, tiny little heart urns that they can put some ashes in and then wear around their neck. On Etsy, there was like a little picture I could get a little sketch made of her. I also printed out pictures of each of them, two pictures of each of them with her that are framed that they can put wherever they want, maybe at the memorial in their rooms, wherever they want. I had a blanket made with her picture on it. I really went overkill because now we celebrate her and we remember her, right? We have a loss, but we don't have to lose our memories. We've lost her into the future, but we don't have to lose all the wonderful memories we experienced with her. Having her for this short period of time was an extraordinary gift. And we will celebrate it, her, our relationship, our connection. She was our first dog. And I, I told them, and I do believe, we packed more in to one year with her <laughs> than, than most people do for multiple years. So we are so lucky with all the time we got to spend with her and all the experiences we got to have with her. And we love her very much. 
I was I've been donating to the ASPCA. I've been donating to the local shelter. Um, I read that the best thing that you can do after losing a dog is help another dog in need. So we've been looking online for dogs when the time is right. We found a little dog that is missing a foot. We thought that pig leg could be a good dog for us, right? But this notion of helping someone in need because we feel in need now, right? We're feeling lost. We're feeling sad. So we want to help someone else. We want to help another entity, another being that needs us. It was just Halloween and my children in Spanish class learned about Day of the Dead. So they were talking about using Day of the Dead techniques to honor her, to celebrate her, to remember her. So in this last month of processing loss, I've been processing my own loss, helping my children process their loss. The great takeaways I have are when you lose a family member, that family member may have died in the flesh, but their spirit lives on. Their spirit lives on with you. I love the movie Coco um, and the way they they convey in a child appropriate way loss, right? The person really dies the final time their name is uttered. So we're going to talk her up and look at her pictures and remember her all the time, right? We keep her alive with us. I've processed my own grief and my own guilt for the fact that she was killed on my watch. Um, she was killed, you know, while I was responsible for her life and I'm processing that grief and certainly going to be changing my ways going forward as a dog owner, forgiving myself and changing what I did that wasn't right. I'm helping my children process by talking about her a lot and remembering her feeling sad, definitely feeling the pain and also reliving her memory, right? Bringing her into the present with us whenever possible. My husband and I were both, you know, sobbing like crazy when it happened, of course, for her loss, but also there's just been so much loss for everyone, for our world, for our family. There's just been so many losses. Um, and it was just one more loss, but it did it did brought, bring us together in terms of our feelings. I put a post on Facebook and lots of people, you know, came in. Now, I will tell you, during COVID, I feel pretty guilty because this is a dog, right? This isn't my husband. This isn't my child. This is this is an animal, not a person. And I appreciated the response of Facebook to not judge my loss as less significant than other losses. Because this was another living being, so vital in our everyday life, so present everywhere we went. It wasn't, quote unquote, just a dog. It was, it was just another living being who we cared for, who we see as frequently as we see any of our immediate family members. So it was, it was a deep loss. And I appreciate friends and families for seeing the depth. Uh, the daughter from the retired police officer who lives across the street made us, handmade us a card and brought us some cupcakes. And I'll tell you, if someone experiences dog loss, a gesture like that means so much. So if you see someone experiencing loss, let them know you see them. Let them know you care. Those letters, those cards, those homemade baked goods mean so much. It means so much to be seen when you're mourning, when you've lost someone, when you've lost a, a living creature that you care about just for people to to reach out and connect and let you know they see your sadness and it's okay to feel sad. I've definitely let myself feel sad over the last few weeks. I've given myself, I just feel it coming on, right? It was actually her birthday 
Last Wednesday would have been her first birthday. So the vet sends these notes about, hey, happy birthday, et cetera, et cetera. All those auto, auto-generated emails just kill you on days like that. So, you know, I would say, let it rip, Allison. Go have a good cry. And I would give myself a lot of the space to cry. And I found that giving myself the space to be sad or whatever I felt really, really helped me process it. So this weekend is the memorial. I'm actually really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to commemorating her. I'm looking forward to a big fat cry because I know there will be one. And in time, I will look forward to welcoming a new little animal into our lives again, who will be received with great love, great hugs and cuddles and affection and playing and ball chasing. And one slightly increased hypervigilant dog owner who will never let her off a leash unless she is in a safely enclosed area. This will change. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this helps you process loss that you experience in your life or help friends process loss. Having that way to commemorate the loss is important. Being there, reaching out, hugging a friend while they're experiencing sadness matters so much. And remembering that this lost entity is forever a part of your life, is forever a part of your family. They're no longer existing in reality as a living, breathing creature doesn't mean that they don't very much exist in your heart and in your mind. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to connecting next week. Lots of love.